I want to speak to you today from Matthew, uh, excuse me, from Mark, the fifth chapter. And my main subject is going to be Mark 25 and 34, but there's some other things I want to talk to you about by the help of the Lord. It said, A certain woman which had an issue of blood 12 years and had suffered many things of many physicians, had spent all that she had and was nothing better, but rather grew worse. When she had heard of Jesus, when she had heard of Jesus, came in the press behind, she touched his garment, and she said, If I may but touch his clothes, and Luke says, touch the hem of his garment, I shall be made whole. And straightway the fountain of, the, of her blood was dried up, and she felt in her body that she was healed of that plague. And Jesus, immediately knowing in himself that virtue had gone out of him, turned him about, in the press or in the crowd, and said, Who touched me? Who touched my clothes? And his disciples said unto him, Thy sis, this multitude thronging thee, and says, Thy who touched me? And he looked around about to see her that had done this thing, but the woman fearing and trembling, knowing that what was done in her, came and fell down before him and told him all the truth. And he said unto her daughter, Thy faith hath made thee whole. Go in peace and be whole of thy plague. Let us pray. Father, we do thank you today for this opportunity and this privilege to gather in your house to worship you in spirit and in truth. And Lord, we ask that you will anoint your word today, God, that it will touch the hearts of people. And God, help it to increase our faith. And God, we believe in for miracles today. And God, we'll give you praise and we'll give you glory for all that you do in Jesus' name. Let everyone say amen. Here in this chapter are three hopeless cases. The demonic, he was first. The disease was second, which I just read to you. And then there was the dead, the young dead girl that had just died when everybody thought Jesus was too late. First, I want to say Jesus is never too late. And you need to understand that. The mortal, if mortal man was taking care of these problems that I've just read, the demonic, he'd put him in a mental institution. That's the way he would handle it. The woman and a terminal care unit and the dead girl he would bury him that's the way man can handle it but not with Jesus to the demonic Jesus is the deliverer I don't care what you're going through I don't care what kind of battles you're fighting in your mind and we fight a lot of battles from time to time Jesus is our deliverer and we need to understand that. The disease, he's our healer. And to the dead, he is our resurrection. And he is our life. First, this poor man with the legion of demons that the chains wouldn't hold. Uh, he lived in the mountains and Jesus went over the sea and met him, saw him and delivered him and healed him and and the town, they just rejoiced and had a great time. Not so. 
That wasn't the way they accepted this man's deliverance from the demonic power that tormented them and others like them. But there's one thing more important to them than the, than the power of God that delivered this man, and that was their pigs. Because when Jesus cast out those legions of demons, he cast them into a herd of swine, and they ran down into the sea, and they drowned. And the people came out, and when they saw their pigs were dead, they run them off, told them, get back on the other side. What a sermon. I'm not preaching that one. That's what's, what's wrong in the church world today and in the world. Don't fool my pigs. Hello? Don't fool my pigs when it comes to my ball games. Oh, I got a list here. <laughs> Video games. Jonathan told me today that a man he knew lost his job with Coca-Cola, lost his wife, lost his kids, because all he wanted to do was play with that pig called video games. Let me tell you, it does not pay us to tie ourselves to anything because the devil's got thousands of things out there to take hold of your life and destroy your life. There's a lot of things that I could talk about today. One of the main ones is people don't fool with my religion, my traditional pig. Hello? They hear more of the gospel and they don't want to hear it. They see different things happen. They don't want to accept it. Well, I got a lot of them, that pig of gossip and jealousy, and there's a lot of them. I'll save that for another Sunday. When this crowd, in this crowd, rather, was a sick, weak, dying woman, who reached out and touched the hem of his garment, who had proposed in her heart if she could but touch his garment, she would be made whole. Yes. Now listen, God is no respectable person. This woman had amazing faith. Compared to what all she had suffered at the hands of physicians and only grew worse. Twelve years she had suffered not only with this disease but from all the so-called cures of man. 
You can go to one doctor or the next, and he'll tell you something else is wrong with you every time. She had this issue of blood, which meant that she was bleeding and losing blood. And how many do you know that life is in the blood? So she's a very weak person. It's probably a miracle that she got to where Jesus was at. Besides all that, she was considered unclean under the law. I am so glad I am not under the law anymore. And you better be glad you're not. You better be glad that Jesus on the cross of Calvary done away with the law and carried us into that wonderful, marvelous place called the grace of God. Because she couldn't be around anybody because she was unclean. Nobody could help her. She couldn't even go into the women's court of the temple to worship God. Nobody wandered around them because man considered her unclean. She must have been a very lonely person. We know she suffered financially. She spent all that she had to try to get well. I wonder how many people can identify with this woman to one degree, one degree to the other in this church today. A lonely illness, lonely, broke, taken advantage of by a man. But somehow, she was where Jesus was coming by. No doubt she had heard how he had healed the press. She may have even heard how he raised the dead. She may have heard a lot of miracles. I want you to know he is good news. I'm preaching to you today. Let, let me just stop and tell you why we don't get healed. Let me tell you why we don't get healed. You know why we don't get the things we want? Because it's always next week. Our faith is always reaching out beyond. She was in the crowd that day. And we need to bring our faith up to date on time. The devil said, you get well. Yeah, as soon as you die and you're resurrected and you go to heaven. Come on. The Lord been dealing with me this for quite a while. We need to realize that he is the healer today. He, we sang the song, he's the healer in the house. We need to understand that. We need to come expecting now, not tomorrow. You say, well, I'm not worthy. Nobody's worthy. This woman wasn't worthy. It don't come on worthy, it comes on grace. And we need to understand that. She had heard how he healed all these people. And Jesus was passing her way. Now, I'm going to tell you something. He's passing this way today. Right now. How do you know that? 
where two or three will gather in my name, there I will be in the midst. You don't have to have a special preacher. Amen. You don't have to have somebody with special gifts. You just need Jesus in your midst. She said in her heart, if I can just touch the hem of his garment, I'll be made whole. That's a contact of faith. Not next week, not the next time he comes by, not the next time I run into him, but now. We need to get that in our head now, right now. God is in the healing business. And if we'll touch him with faith and believe him, God will heal us. He cannot lie. This is our failure. She didn't say, if he'll touch me, I'll be made whole. She said, if I touch him. We sit around like a bunch of lazy bums wanting time and wanting Jesus to come by and touch us. I used to be playing her that. He's in the healing business. There may not be a next time for him to come by. Not not be a next week. Today is the day of salvation. Now is the accepted time. And we need to get this in our head. Touch him. We sit around waiting on him to touch us. Touch him with your faith. Reach out. Believe what he said in his word. And touch him. It's not always easy to touch him. This is the reason we always want him to touch us. Because it's not easy to touch him. There's always those that wants to quieten it down or change it or Blind Barnabas cried out for help. Look what the crowd tried to do. Shut him up. Don't let the crowd shut you up. Center on one man, and that man is Jesus Christ. And I guarantee you, you'll get what he wants you to have. And that's the best in life. Could have been thousands of people walking that day with Jesus. And it wasn't going to be easier for her to touch him. You know, the devil will put a thousand things in front of you. Keep you from receiving the things of God. How's she going to touch him? Well, she's too weak to climb the tree like Zacchaeus. She couldn't do that. And she didn't have any strength like blind Barnabas when Jesus came by. No. 
And he cried, Jesus, thy son of David, have mercy on me. Neither did he have anyone like the man with the four friends that let her down through the roof. It's just her and Jesus. And that's all it takes. It's just you and Jesus. Don't let people hinder. Sometimes we allow people to be our biggest hindrance. Sometimes a crowd can be just one person. You're like the one we have allowed their offenses to hinder us by us failing to forgive. The one who we dislike for one reason or another, and it may be justified, but we still have to love them and pray for them. God's got a lot of crazy rules, hasn't he? When it comes to man, maybe it's someone we know who don't like us. And we get off in our little corner and pout. Hey, did you hear about it? Jesus come by a while ago. No, I was in my corner pouting. I didn't get to see it. We can't allow the crowd to stop us from getting to Jesus. She couldn't go over them. Too many people. She couldn't go through them. So she took the Bible route. She went under them. He that humbles himself shall be exalted. She didn't tell anybody to get out of her way. She didn't tell anybody how sick she was. She got right in front of that crowd and she went under and she touched the hem of his garment. She didn't allow anybody to hinder her. Won't you look at this woman's situation one more time? She was sick, she was weak, she was lonely, she was broke, and a huge crowd to overcome. Sometimes those crowds are thoughts in our mind. Did you know that? We let our mind get flooded with thoughts that crowds out our faith in Jesus Christ. How did she touch him? On her knees. That's the best way to touch him. She, as I said, she didn't try to go through him or over him, but she went under him. She touched the hem of his garment. She humbled herself before God. Page two. I'm going to tell you the best way to touch him is humble ourselves and get on our knees. Unseen by others. That don't mean you don't need to come up here to get prayed for. That's, that's one of the greatest ways. But don't worry about who's around you and don't worry about who's praying for you and don't worry about any of it. 
Just touch him. Luke's version says this. Who touched you? The multitude is thrown in you, and you asked, who touched me? That's what Peter said to Jesus. He said, who touched me? He said, somebody touched me because I see it perceived virtue is gone out of my body. I, I bring this up a lot, and I start not bringing it up again, but I thought about virtue. What is virtue? I can tell you what virtue is. It's that warm feeling of the Holy Spirit that goes through our life. I've told you about the lady in our church in Calera. Loretta Edwards was her name, five tumors in her, everything been checked out, biopsies and all that. You've heard it all. Her husband made her be operated on. He was a heathen. Raised in church, but he was a heathen. Raised in the Pentecostal church, but he was a heathen. And he told her she's going to have to be operated on. And they did. Didn't find anything. Found five little old places that held the tumors. But I remember what she said that night we prayed for. When she claimed her healing. She come down. She didn't get all the way down. People stood and prayed around her. I mean, nobody could touch her that I remember. And she went back to her seat. Then she stood up and said, Brother Lamford, can I testify? And I said, sure. She said, God's healed me of my cancer because I felt that warm feeling go all the way through my body, all the way down to my feet. That's virtue. Man, I tell you, it's... It's wonderful to feel that. Can you say amen? amen? Let me tell you what I like about her. She didn't touch some mortal man or some preacher or some apostle or somebody that was way up in the church. I tell you about them way up in the churches. They can't do you no more good than you can do yourself. Except pray for you. Most of the time, they're praying for themselves. Keep them going crazy. <laughs> Amen? But she touched the Christ. The son of the living God the creator, the great I am, the Alpha Omega, the, the first and the last, the beginning and the end. It's all in him. He's the author and the finisher of our faith. He's the Lord of lords and he's the king of kings. And why can't we trust him today? Today. He's the great physician. He's the second person of the Godhead. Matthew 5, 32 and 33 said, And he looked around about to see her that had done this thing. Now, did you, did you catch that? 
He looked around about her that had done this thing. He didn't look around up for her that he had done this thing. She had done this thing. But the woman feared and trembling, knowing what was done. In her came and fell down before his feet and told him all the truth. She was feared and trembling. She fell down before him. She told him all the truth. Why was she fearing and trembling? Uh, maybe she's afraid he's going to give her a bill for healing. Who knows? I don't know why she was fearing and trembling. But I want you to know something today. Grace is free. Mercy don't cost anything. It's a gift of God. As Jesus was hung on that tree and God gave him to this world that they might save him, he might heal him, he might carry him to heaven with him. Why can't we comprehend this? Why can't we understand this? Isaiah 55 and 1 said, Ho, everyone that thirsts, come ye to the waters, that ye may, and he that hath no money, come ye, buy and eat. Yea, come buy the wine, the milk, without money and without price. Don't cost you nothing. You know where he was headed to? Hmm? He was headed to Jairus' house. The big man in the church. He was the high priest. He sent word for Jesus to come quickly. But Jesus stopped for this woman. First of all, God is no respect of person. You need to understand that. He is no respect of person. So he stopped and he took out time. And what happened? His daughter died. She was just sick, but now she's dead. Word came, don't waste the master's time, she's dead. Well, you're not ever going to waste his time, I can tell you that. He went. They were crying, boo-hoo. I think sometimes we rather boo-hoo over our problems than we had to get rid of them. Boy, I'm playing today, ain't I? I think sometimes we'd rather tell people how bad we feel when there's a healer in the house. Everybody gets sick. There's nobody, there's no such thing as divine health. These bodies are going to wear out. Things are going to happen to us. But we got a healer. What he's done for one, he'll do for others. He went in the house, he put them all out. Get all the doubt out, okay? Just get it out. Just take the faith in we. Took Peter, James, and John. If I remember my scriptures correctly, he only said, Tabitha, I say unto thee, arise. And she arose. Boy, that was quick. (laughs) 
He can heal you of cancer just like that. Well, I have got four or five more pages, but I'm going to quit. Amazing faith. This woman had it. Not tomorrow. Not next week. But today. Brother Belcher. Did God heal your cancer? It's past month. Sister Belcher, did he read? Make everything quit growing and going back? Huh? Woo! Glory to God. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, he'll do it today if you expect it today. Don't ask him to touch you. Ask him to allow him to touch you. Touch him. You press through your faith and you believe God and you trust God. For magicians will come back. Now let me tell you something. God ain't going to do it the way you think. Hello? Well, they're coming. I'm going to tell you this little story. Did y'all know Smith Wigglesworth, how many people he healed? Thousands. In the name of Jesus. He had the gift of healing. Thousands and thousands were healed. Sometimes before he'd go out on stage, he'd lay there with, with uh, I don't know whether it was ulcers or whatever it was, in strict pain. And he'd get enough about him, and he'd go out there, and he'd pray for people, and they'd get healed. Not one time did he ever question God about it. You know what God was doing? Keeping him humble. Sometimes God has to keep us humble. But there's a story where he prayed for a girl who had a gorder on her neck. And when he prayed for her, she said, thank God I'm healed. She went home and told her mother she was healed. That gorder's still there on her throat. The next day she got up and said, mother, I'm healed. Two years went by, and finally her mother said, I want you to shut up about being healed. You're not healed. You've had this gutter, gutter, gutter two years. Now you go up, and you go to bed, and when you get up in the morning, I don't want to hear anything about it. She went home. A man went upstairs, went to bed, got up the next morning, didn't hear nothing about it because it was gone. <laughs> Hallelujah. We don't understand everything about God, but I know He's real today, and I have felt in my heart that God's wanting to do some things today.